Welcome to episode 134 of Podcateers. In this week's episode, we discuss the cancellation of Girl Meets World. We talk about the two new characters introduced for the upcoming film, Cars 3. Now, days after we recorded this episode, a new extended trailer was released. We don't talk about it in this episode, but if you haven't seen it, it's pretty cool. Head over to podcateers.com slash 134 to take a look. Another Disney film is going from the big screen to the small screen this fall. And we talk about some of the things that we saw in Disney's newest commercial for the Main Street Electrical Parade. For a complete list, check out the blog post for the episode. Again, that's over at podcateers.com slash 134. And let us know how your list compared to ours. Did we miss anything or get anything incorrect? Leave a comment and let's compare. Online, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and on YouTube. Just search for Podcateers. We'd love it if you take a moment to follow us, subscribe, and like us, and strike up a conversation on any of those networks. Now, before we start the episode, uh, just a quick shout out to all of our fairy godparents. In case you don't know, Podcateers is partially supported by listeners just like you, and we truly appreciate the additional support on Patreon to help keep the podcast running. Now, if you would like to become a fairy godparent of the podcast, you could do so for as little as $1 on a monthly basis or maybe even through a one-time contribution. So for more information, just head on over to patreon.com slash podcateers or go to podcateers.com and click on the Patreon logo. Additional support for Podcateers is provided by Amazon. The next time you plan on making a purchase on Amazon, help us out by going to podcateers.com slash Amazon first and clicking on the big ol' Amazon button. It's not going to cost you anything extra, but it will give us a small commission as a thank you from Amazon for going through our link. Big thanks goes out to everyone that's currently doing that. We really appreciate it. So that's it. Here we go. Thank you all so very much for listening. As always, here is episode 134 of Podcateers. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcateers. I love popcorn with lots of butter and here's the thing the packages that he got as a gift were the type of popcorn that you can get at a target or a disneyland you what? know you can buy a microwave popcorn at target no 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 it's not microwave popcorn so here's what happened so he got the machine for christmas okay right and then he also got a box of packages that are split with kernels and like butter oil stuff that you put into the little tray. It's like mm-hmm. one of those machines. They, they look mm-hmm. like the ones at Disneyland, but a, a mini version. Are you mm-hmm. teaching right? me how to make popcorn? Because yeah, yeah. I know how to make popcorn, no, man. I know, but you I'm sure? explaining what we have, right? So right. Uh, you dump the oily butter stuff into the little pot, and then Delicious. it starts to heat up. Just give Once me a cup warm, of butter. Once it's warm, you drop the kernels in, let them heat up, and boom, starts popping. Yeah. Dump them over. Swish them around so that the butter and the salt and everything makes them all deliciousness and serve right sounds great now so, I want popcorn so there was all these uh popcorn bags at work and uh, my boss says like hey just make popcorn for everybody but i don't think he expected me to actually make it because uh, i love popcorn so of course i'm going to make it so wait so, when your boss tells you to do something he expected you not to do something i think he, this is the greatest boss ever right what? are you hiring <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no you took that out of context <laughs> I think he was just joking about making the popcorn. Oh, but I, I took it as a, a yeah, I'm going to use this machine because I love popcorn. Yeah. So I did. And he liked it so much that now we've officially implemented like Popcorn Wednesdays at not, work, which is pretty awesome. Not just that, Mario. He wheeled the whole thing right into his office. Oh, yeah. It's Hazen's in my cubicle. Cubicle. I, at some point, I think I may have to take it back. Yeah, because what do you have to benefit from it right now? It's just sitting there teasing me yeah. all week. 
Like, it's not like you can make some while you're working. They're going to find out if you're piping I, kernels. I possibly could. I possibly could because I'm there late enough that most people leave uh-huh. early and I could make them. The only problem with those types of machines, and you guys know I have one in the kitchen. You sure. Know, I got one for Christmas. You don't make it for ago. us, but yes. Why would I? <laughs> but uh, the only problem with that machine is that it takes a lot of cleaning after. And mm. if you're not using it, like, daily, you know, it's – you have to really thoroughly clean it or else like the buttery oil begins to smell really bad and it can ruin the machine if you don't properly clean it. So, uh, I ended up having to stay really late that day to clean it. To clean it. So worth it. Are you sure about that? So worth it. Is it really cleaning when he's using his tongue? You let it cool down first, right? (laughs) Don't reveal my secret. (laughs) I hope you sanitize your your saliva. Yeah, all I over. put Purell all over my tongue, Javier. <laughs> if I lick and make crunchy noises, it's like I'm eating popcorn. Like, <laughs> it was hot enough that it was burning all the germs. Okay. All right. Yep. So yeah, so we get popcorn weekly now, which That's is pretty cool, awesome. Man. Yeah, I, I like get... it. Would they notice if it's gone though? Like, oh, dude, it's a huge machine. You it, saw I posted I it did. on Instagram. It's huge. In fact, isn't it pocketeer colors? Just slap a pocketeer sticker. It is pocketeer colors. <laughs> All right. Maybe I should. I should slap a totally. pocketeer sticker on there. Yeah. Website and everything. I'm sure nobody would mind. No. No. I mean, what's? And plus, you licked it, so it's yours. <laughs> yeah. Popcorn tears. Look, just tell your boss you also like steaks. Maybe you can get a T-bone Tuesdays. Oh, Ooh. So you know what? Smart. We we may not be able to do T-bone Tuesdays, but he does love bacon. Almost as much as we possibly love bacon. Oh, he's our friend. Like, we've had conversations about different ways to cook bacon and yeah. different types of seasonings. Yes. So, he's pretty awesome. Okay, that's cool. And so, he doesn't expect you to work, so I love No, this. he yep. does expect me to work. <laughs> no work. Stop taking that out of context. <laughs> eat popcorn, no, the whole bacon, time... and do nothing. Oh, Here's the God. thing. The whole time I was making the popcorn, I was actually working. So wow. the machine's going off behind me, heating up my cubicle while I'm sitting there sweating, working. So you're getting paid to make popcorn and bacon, right? No, Wait, we can't joke. make bacon. <laughs> it's just popcorn. You know what? This conversation's <laughs> over. What a nation we live in. I know. Gosh, this I'm conversation's so over. Great job. Oh. All right, well, let's get into some of the stuff that happened this week, shall we? Sure. sure. Um, so this last week, guys, we heard the news that Girl Meets World is getting canceled. What is Mario, going on? You, you broke my heart, man. I broke it's my own heart. It's your fault. You know what? It is my fault. Because you're not watching. Because you're not watching. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> we can't do it all by ourselves, me and Hazen. Come on. You sure about that? Uh, yeah. I just... guess, right? Because now we're reaching the final episode, January 20th. One person can make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously it... not in this case, right? When's it over? Uh, January, January 20th. 20th. It's a little sad. You know, we posted the news on our Instagram account. Almost instantly, we started getting some feedback. Right. Some of the comments that we received, we have one from our pal Nancy, uh, Butterfly Negative 2. It says, so sad. I enjoyed watching this show and was interested to see where the high school years would be taking the characters. I agree. Such a mistake to cancel the show. Sweetface35 says, I'm so sad. Miss Disney Girl said, but they just got to high school. And then there's the <laughs> wah face. Uh, I love Girl Meets World. Uh, and then listener Jesse says, nah, we don't need a season four. The show Jesse. was pretty much sucking now. <laughs> If it wasn't for the original cla- cast, I would have never watched this. <laughs> sounds like our... Uh... It sounds like Javier. No, I was going to say, it sounds like our, our <laughs> argument when it came to Rogue One. If it wasn't for the original <clears throat> cast, we wouldn't watch we it. Wouldn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me tell you guys uh, how I feel. Well, first of all, how do you guys feel about the cancellation of Girl Meets World? Honestly, the, I like, I'm so mixed in emotions with like what happened. I'm trying to figure this out from so many different perspectives. I mean, for starters, if, if we think about it, Girl Meets World ended at about 69 episodes, okay? This is a very common thing that Disney Channel used to do way back in the day with all of the original shows in 64 episodes. Right. Like, I'm just wondering, is is does that have anything to do with why that happened? No. It's just such a, like, 
It's not like it wasn't a popular show. It actually was not as popular as you would think. Really? Yeah. So by the numbers uh, is really why Disney ended up canceling the show. Because when the first uh, episode debuted, they premiered to 5.16 million viewers. Okay. Wow. And That's by cable. And by season three, they were down to 1.5 oh, million viewers. Okay. So they had one-fifth of the viewership after three seasons. Okay. How do you feel about it, Javier? I mean, does it really affect you? Because I don't think you really watched the show, did you? It doesn't affect me one bit. Yeah, you you really <laughs> didn't watch it, right? Like it, it actually took some uh, convincing from Mario to tell me what show you guys were even talking about. <laughs> but do you remember Boy Meets World? Uh, yeah. Okay, did you watch that? I loved it. Okay, so me too. I was a huge fan of Boy Meets World growing right. up. And I think... The appeal for me when Girl Meets World first came out was the fact that Cory and Topanga were parents, and so am I. You know, we have our kids, we're growing up, and considering that I felt like I kind of grew up with Cory, it almost feels like, oh, hey, we're kind of, you know, this, not the same, obviously, but, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of understand. You're around the same age, you're going through the same things. Totally understand. Um, there was a connection. There was a connection, exactly. Now, if you guys remember, when the show first debuted, I wasn't totally on board with you all of the characters. Mm-hmm. I was actually mm-hmm. especially not on board with Minkus. Mm-hmm. Okay? He just rubbed me the wrong way. And no joke, Minkus turned out to be one of my favorite characters by season three. Mm-hmm. He's still there? He is still there. He's not the Minkus that he was in the original. Uh, like has a girlfriend or, sorry, and everything. I keep calling him Minkus. It's Farkle. Okay, so Farkle, <laughs> he's sorry. He's still Minkus, but Farkle, the character. Uh-huh. Uh, by season three, he's not the same Farkle. Uh, it does show an evolution of the character, and it shows how people can change, and people mm. can change, be com- almost completely different people, you know, in a handful of years. And we all go through that, you know? Yeah. I think Boy Meets World... I used to be Urkel, now I'm Stefan. No, you still are Urkel. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> More uh, like thing Carl about... Winslow? <laughs> There's a specific type of continuity in Boy Meets World where, regardless of the season, every character pretty much remained the same. So you always had somebody to connect with. Mm-hmm. Okay, Every character on Girl Meets World seems to have gone through these drastic life changes in over a year. And I'm not saying that that's not possible. It's definitely possible. But remember how you guys were saying you couldn't connect with the characters in Rogue One? You couldn't? I think that's what may have happened with Girl Meets World. That people thought they had connected with a certain type of character and then they changed it and thought, well, I'm not that person at all anymore. Hmm. One of the charms, I think, originally, I would say in the first season, was the fact that it was a huge nostalgic thing. Mm-hmm. There Absolutely. was a lot of references Absolutely. to Boy Meets mm-hmm. World, but as much as I enjoyed Girl Meets World, I did get tired of how they kept forcing the same plot lines from Boy Meets World in this show. I, I understand that completely, and the thing is, I think that's one of the things that really turned me off about this show from the get-go. Um, like you said, it's all like the nostalgia thing, but when it comes to these like nostalgia factors, like I really only see enough to get my fill if you think about it see like episode one of girl meets world was full of that stuff okay Mm -hmm. you had already Corey and topanga they were already talking about minkus you were already familiar with the school feeney appears at the end um and then by like episode two or three sean appears the parents appear i was done like the thing that i really wanted from the show was all the stuff that i was familiar with when i was a kid and they gave you too much too soon they gave me too much too soon is probably what it is Mm. Yeah, I agree with that because I think if they had spread all of that out a little bit more, it would have been more special when it did happen. But at the same time, like I said, a lot of what they were doing felt like they were rehashing a lot of the original show Mm -hmm. in these bite-sized chunks just to try to get as much in as possible. And there was a lot of really great things about the show. The fact that they tried to kind of teach you a lesson in almost every episode was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the lessons were kind of the same. The whole idea of, you know, the secret of life, being your friends and all that stuff. Like, it was just kind of the story arc throughout the entire series. Mm-hmm. But 
the little morals that they would toss out every so often were good. You know, they were positive. You don't see a lot of that on a lot of shows, which I thought was really good. The way that they did it sometimes was so blatantly obvious. You know, in, in Boy Meets World, at least they were tactful in how they wrote it into the script. Mm-hmm. And you kind of saw it at the end. It's like, ah, oh, got it. Okay, they were trying to teach me that. But in this one, it's like, this is what we're trying to teach you, Riley. Now, that's a very, like, good point. But do you think that kind of has anything to do with the fact that, one, we're already familiar with these lessons this kind of show wants to teach us. And now we're looking at it from a different point of view. We watch Boy Meets World as kids. So we were looking at it from young Corey Matthews' point of view. As opposed to now, like you're saying, you're watching... Corey raise his kids, much like you're doing with yours. It could be. So at this point, you're like the lesson giver instead of the lesson receiver. Uh, But that's the thing, that I felt like they were just clubbing you over the head with those lessons. Mm. I think if they were more subtle with it, I think it would have hit a little bit easier. And I think that's why some of the episodes were just like... Some of the episodes were really, really fun to watch and really great to watch, and others were just kind of like... Ah, this was I can't get through this entire episode because mm-hmm. they're trying just really hard to get my attention. Truth be told, though, I am gonna be sad that it's getting canceled. No question about it. I'm the exact same way. Like I said, I'm not that huge on the show, but I think a part of me just kind of feels a little un like empty. You know what I'm saying? Like with <laughs> Boy Meets World, like we saw this whole thing from like the beginning. You know, Corey's a kid. He graduates from high school. He goes to college. And now at this point, we're watching his adulthood raising his children. Like, we kind of did the whole story with, like, Corey Matthews. And with this one, we cut it off freshman year in high school? That's a little weird. Well, that's the, I think that's why people are are a little more upset about it in general. Because I almost feel like because they're in high school, they would have cut back on Corey and Topanga a little bit. That makes sense. And that would have actually been a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Because when... They did the high school thing in Boy Meets World. They didn't have the parents on as much anymore. Feeney was still used because he was the teacher, apparently, from, like, kindergarten all the way through senior year and then in college. And then in college. (laughs) Uh, But – And then he went back to elementary school? Is this I guess. And then he retired. I don't know. (laughs) But throughout that entire time – you got to see them separate a little bit and become their own people and kind of live their own life – and in Girl Meets World, you almost feel like you're not, you're never going to get a chance to see that. Now. Right. Because this would have been the time to pull back on Corey and Topanga a little bit and really make the show about Riley and her mm-hmm. friends the same way that Boy Meets World was. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I think, the saddest part about them canceling. Like, as cheesy as this is going to sound, the reason I'm unsatisfied is just because the girl didn't really meet the world. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, you just cut it off before she even becomes an adult. It's kind of strange. We at least got to see Corey go through this entire, like, lifespan and tell his entire story from when he was a child to when he was a parent himself. I I have a question for you, and this is kind of a weird one just because of the way TV is nowadays. How different do you think Girl Meets World would have been if it was on prime time the way Boy Meets World was? Oh, good question. Hmm, if um, it was on ABC are, instead ABC. of... ABC. Okay. Are we, are we talking about Girl Meets World now primetime or like 2017, 2016, 2017? Correct. Are you talking like in Boy Meets World era? No, now. And now? that's where the question gets a little okay. bit. Uh, in all honesty, it would have been canceled in 13 episodes. I believe it. It wouldn't have survived this day and age in no. TV the way Boy Meets World survived, like, what was it, like, seven, eight years? Yeah. Like, TV is just different now, you know? Like, regular basic television is just too different for it to have survived there. Yeah. But in the same sense, I feel that that's why it didn't survive on Disney Channel. Obviously, there's no validity behind this, but I kind of feel like Boy Meets World did a lot of things that they probably wouldn't allow on Disney Channel. I don't think so. Um, well, maybe now would be different. Uh, I think there's eras of everything. Like you said, TV changes, mm-hmm. obviously. But in 2016, 2017, Girl Meets World may not have lasted over the 13 episodes because it's just not the type of TV that's interesting to people. Right. You know. And, but and, at the same time, like I don't think like the way Boy Meets World was written – I don't think it fits the formula for a Disney Channel show. And it doesn't really get to like... I don't think it does. I don't believe that. I think it does. Think about it, okay? I don't really think that they would have given... What's Riley's friend's name? 
Maya? Maya. Like, like this dark background like they gave Sean, you know, where it's like he had like a half-brother and a stepbrother and his dad died on him and like his mom ran away and stuff like that. Whoa, dude, I'm not, I'm not teasing that. What? <laughs> on a 20-year-old show... <laughs> You're not on that season yet. It's on my queue. It's okay not to say spoiler alert right now. Boy Meets World spoiler. Cory and Topanga get married and they have kids. Shh. What? Up. God, stop talking. They, they stay together. They don't break up. But it's little things like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think they would have survived. Uh, it, it's a mixture of things with me, to be honest with you. Like, just the fact that it lacked originality is probably a huge factor on why it didn't survive. Think of the last original, um, can we call it original? The last like real big hit on Disney Channel, Hannah Montana, wasn't based on anything else. Hannah Montana Forever didn't survive once it got spun off. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's the stuff that they're originally creating that's probably gathering this audience and making them kind of like stretch that out. But at this point, Boy Meets World's been done. Why do it again as Girl Meets World? When they first announced it, I was actually kind of excited about it because I thought, oh, well, this is kind of a continuation of Boy Meets World, but it's their kids. And like I said, as a parent, it was going to be interesting for me to see how I saw them grow up and now how they're acting as parents. You know, how did their, you know, structure growing up affect them in the decisions they make now as parents? But the fact that. You know, there was so much corniness to the Corey character. He never grew up. Like it, it's almost like he didn't grow up. In, and, but that was the thing. There was such a huge contrast. And like, oh, you act like this one line. And then Maya and Riley, the world needs to love you. Then he became Bob you need Saget to love yourself. and Full House. It, yeah, it was so <laughs> night and day from one scene to the next that the reason it may not have survived on network primetime TV now is just because it's too too corny for TV. Interesting. You know, it wasn't the type of funny that people expect to see. Like, it's not... Boy Meets World type yeah, comedy. It's, it's a different kind of humor. Absolutely. You know, it's darker humor. Absolutely. It's drier. It's not mm-hmm. matter of fact. It it's, survives on its own without a studio audience. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, do I think it would survive? No. You know, unfortunately, would it survive somewhere else? Possibly. Uh, I think this is a great example of what Netflix can pick up now. I think if Netflix picked it up, they may clean up the show and make it more about the actual kids growing up now i I, i've been reading all over the internet that people are like plugging this idea and as fun as it sounds to continue this series netflix yeah like as interesting as it sounds that this series has a possibility of like continuing all of you need to understand that netflix is not a tv show savior you know what i'm saying like it's not always going to be here to rescue a show (laughs) that's like going away from a network for a specific oh i totally agree with that i i just don't believe they would do it if that would have been the case. These actors wouldn't have been writing their letters on Twitter saying their goodbyes. And how many examples are there of that other than Arrested Development? And Fuller, Fuller House. Fuller House, Gilmore Girls. But even, I mean, that kind of fits into what Mario's saying too because like even the Gilmore Girls revival, like four episodes over the course of a year or whatever, it's not getting the numbers that they expected to get from bringing Gilmore Girls back. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So I kind of get what Mario's saying, but I also, like, half of me is thinking, like, but look what they do with the Marvel stories. When they take over, they do so much better. But then you brought up Arrested Development, and that just changed my mind. Because they didn't do a good job. Because they did not do a good job. As good, I mean, they did a decent job, but not as good as the original iteration of Arrested Mm -hmm. Development. So... You may have convinced me to switch over to that side just thinking about Arrested Development. I think I had made this argument before. And whether the show goes from good to bad or from bad to good, I think we can all come to agreement that Netflix makes a show a completely different animal when it picks it up. And that would be the same thing here. They would change it completely to the point where you're probably not watching the same Grooming's World anymore. But is that necessarily a bad thing? It could be. And that's what I'm saying. Sometimes shows can go from bad to good. I'm sorry. You're all going to gang up on me. I don't like Fuller House. It's the same thing that I was talking about with this Girl Meets World argument. I got my fill with the How Rudes and the Have Mercies on episode one, and I was done. Like, I just wanted to watch what I was familiar with, and I got to watch it one more time. I don't need a season three. I'm actually going to agree with you. I stopped watching Fuller House. Yeah, same here. Yeah. 
but it's got all the characters that you're familiar with. And I heard all the stuff I needed to hear. <laughs> you got all the people that you connected with. Isn't that what you wanted out of everything that you watch? Uh, uh, Arrested Development. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stop bringing that up. Stop hurting my feelings. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, we want to hear what you guys have to say. You know, some of the listeners actually told us what they had to say on the Instagram post when we originally announced that Girl Meets World was canceled. But let us know in the blog post for the episode what you guys think or the Facebook or the new Instagram post for this episode. It'll be over at podcasters.com slash 134. Uh do you think it was good that they canceled it? Uh, did you not like it? Did you like the show? How did you feel about the fact that they were rehashing some of the storylines from Boy Meets World uh, and just trying to really force them onto this one? Do you even feel like they were forced? Did they feel original to you? Especially if you were a fan of the original Boy Meets World. Let us know. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say about that. Uh, well, speaking about TV shows, did you guys see that there was a very, 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 very short teaser for the Big Hero 6 series coming this fall? I no did. No way. There is a brand new teaser. So you're telling me this movie that I didn't really care about is coming to TV <laughs> for something that I don't care about. Well, you know, I can tell you that just because you didn't care about it, we don't care about you. <laughs> okay, then answer this. Do you care... That Big Hero 6 is getting a TV series. I don't know yet. (laughs) I don't know yet. And I'll tell you why I don't know yet. So, I know, I know. It's not a straight answer. But I really don't know. And the reason that I don't know is because the good thing is that it seems that for the revival or for this TV iteration of Big Hero 6, they actually got a lot of the original stars to come back to revoice the characters mm-hmm. that they did in the movie. Why is that a positive thing? Because the person was unemployed? So what? That's great for yeah, them. Yeah, but if no. you think about it, they never transitioned from film to TV. Like, this Usually is kind of huge. TV to film. But most of these act- voice actors were, work on TV anyway. Well, look, let me, g- let me give you a good idea, uh, a good example, okay? Like uh, Tangled, the TV series, for example. Mm-hmm. It got uh, Zachary Levi and it got uh, Mandy Moore to come back and mm-hmm. voice the characters, okay? Mandy Moore doesn't need to do this. She's already doing This Is Us. It's already blowing up on NBC. But it's like it's cool that she was actually able to do this for the Disney Channel. But more importantly, you begin to recognize the voices of the characters, mm-hmm. especially kids that become familiar with watching the movie over and over and over. And that's just you watching. And them. that's just me. Yeah. You begin to learn the voices. And if something changes, kids notice that stuff. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they got most of the cast coming back is kind of big. Let me add to that as well, just because aside from the point you just made, it was always so weird to me that back when we were kids and we would watch like film go to TV series, they always had to change it just enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, Hercules had to be in high school on the TV series. Yeah. Or like Max became a teenager in the movie. Hashtag lame. Yeah, it was just so weird that they always had to alter these just enough so they can get away with changing those voices. Yeah. Come on. From what I remember reading, the only two people that are not coming back are going to be Damon Wayans and T.J. Miller. Uh, really? That, yeah, they're the only and two. T.J. Miller's the only one I thought he'd definitely be back. No, he's, he's one a of TV the two star. that's not. Uh, as a matter of fact, even Stan Lee is coming back to be Fred's dad. Really? Wow. Yeah. So uh, starting with Maya Rudolph, Jimmy Chung, Scott Adsit, like – Pretty much everybody is coming back. So it's kind of cool. The synopsis, I actually had this here. So here's the synopsis of the show. It says, the series picks up immediately following the events in the major film and continues the adventures and friendship of 14-year-old tech genius Hero and his compassionate, cutting-edge robot Baymax. Alongside Hero and Baymax on their journey are control freak Wasabi, scientist Honey Lemon, fanboy Fred, and no-nonsense Gogo, who together form the legendary superhero team, Big Hero 6. And the only thing that's not coming to this TV series is the 3D modeling, what I really wanted. That's what I was going to ask you. It's a different form of animation? I don't know, because the actual teaser that they showed looks 3D. It's 3D modeled, yeah. So I don't know... So far, it looks like it's still going to be 3D. Okay. Uh, There isn't enough out to actually make that call. But as far as I can tell from the, like, the little teaser that they put, which is a plate of, like, a Baymax cookie or something like that, Uh and you hear blah, 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 and they, like, eat the cookie that's on there, 
Uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, check the blog post for the episode, podcasters.com slash 134. I will go ahead and post that for you guys to watch. It still looks like it's going to be 3D. Okay. And I hope so. if it's 3D, that's also kind of huge because normally, don't you think you would want to save money in making a TV show? Like, that type of animation is much more expensive than Absolutely. other types of animation. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> if you start from scratch, yes. But if they already have these models already done for you. Very true. There's money no there's no money to spend. Yeah. I guess well, for production there is. Right. But I, I see where where you're going with that. I, I totally get that. How long is the teaser trailer? Oh man, it's short. I wanna say it's like fifteen seconds. So let me tell you what my complaint is about that teaser trailer. Uh the Big Hero Six T V series is happening this year. I feel like that's the kind of trailer that needed to happen like a year ago. It could depend on how long it's going to take for them to release it. If it's like next month, yeah, it seems like they should have released it maybe six months ago to tease it a little bit more. But if it's going to be like in the fall, I think it's, I think it's still far enough that that's a good teaser for it. I don't know. Like I, I feel at this point we should have a little more. I don't, and I'll tell you why. D23 is this summer. If they're going to release more details, I almost feel like this was the teaser setting up for whatever they're going to show us at D23. Oh, interesting. Like if it's going to be 2D or 3D? Yeah, I think they're going to have an extended trailer by then. And maybe depending on the type of panel that it is, maybe you'll see like the first five or ten minutes of the first episode or something. That's pretty cool. It's a common thing that they do at events like D23. And considering that this year is the expo year... It's a good place for them to premiere, maybe even the first episode. Or they could do it at Comic Con. They could do yeah. it at Comic Con. You know, it's it. Those are great places where they release stuff like this. Right. That's why I think that at this point, it's a decent enough teaser that by then we'll have more information. That makes sense. Maybe they forgot to release it. Like everyone forgot <laughs> about Big Hero Six. Like oh. <laughs> Are we doing something with you Big need Hero to Six? Stop bashing Big Hero Six, dude. <laughs> it's someone, a good movie. Someone just forgot. Like, oh man, we never released the trailer. So they were sitting at their desk. They had a pile of papers. They moved their head like, oh, oh my, no. go put this on TV quick. <laughs> <laughs> quick, release it on, on YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> yeah, you need to stop bashing Big Hero Six. It's not that bad. I actually like it. I know you like bad stuff. <laughs> Well, I do like you, so... Oh, you like me. Burn. You like Civil War. Uh, you like the, uh, Rogue One. Uh, Big Hero 6. Rogue One was not bad. Neither was Civil War. Uh, I can feel this getting ugly. Let's move on. <laughs> well, you know what? I did begin to like Batman versus Superman, so sure, that says a lot. Sure you did. And after watching Suicide Squad, I loved that one. Hey, oh, so, no, no, now you're getting personal. Hey, yep. Now you're getting personal. Seriously. So, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> All right. Well, since we're on the topic of movies and we're talking about trailers, uh, let's talk about a slightly more extended trailer that dropped this last week. And we were introduced to two brand new characters in the upcoming Cars 3. Ah, yes. yes. I know you guys saw this trailer. After watching the first one, we're like, oh, my God, it's going to be so much darker. Right. You know, it's like the graphics, like Mario said, it totally looks like a Forza game. And I was looking forward to that new grittiness. You know, I thought it was going to be a nice addition. Who's to say it's not going to be a part of it? But we did get a brand new trailer introducing two brand new cars. What did you guys think about Jackson Storm and Cruz Ramirez? Jackson Storm, totally need for speed Tokyo Drift. Loved that character more than anyone else, dude. Never have I been more excited about anything that looks like it came from Tron. <laughs> it did look like it came from he Tron. He looks awesome. I would like to scratch what I said about Tokyo Drift. It is totally Tron. I actually really love the Jackson Storm car. Uh, it's so sleek looking. It's very futuristic. Like It looks like it could almost be a Tesla. He's so edgy, you know? man. Yeah, He's it, awesome. it is very edgy. Uh, and then Lightning just has that like same bubbly look to him, mm -hmm. you know. He looks very classic in that racing form. Jackson Storm is now his new rival, and I guess from the first trailer, it may look like Jackson Storm is the one that causes Lightning's accident in that race that oh. we see in the first trailer. I didn't even connect that. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. The only reason I'm saying that is because right before you see Lightning 
toss over you know while he's racing and like you see all the sparks and everything like you hear the hum of jackson storm's engine and it's very distinct you hear lightning's engine and you hear that like roaring of like a muscle car the vroom, like you Ooh, you hear I like that voice that, you did okay <laughs> relax <laughs> but you hear like the bass like that the right. engine generates Jackson Storm is being dubbed as a next-gen race car mm -hmm. in Cars mm -hmm. 3. So you can tell that he's got some kind of air-type system. Don't talk about cars. In the, two, in, the, <laughs> in the second trailer, when he revs up and, you know, kind of pulls away, you kind of hear the air, like, pushing through his engine. Don't talk about cars. Which is the no. same sound that you hear in the first teaser right before you see lightning's accident hmm. and if you pay really close attention for a split second you actually see jackson storm pulling right down the middle before they cut to lightning's mm -hmm. accident maybe this is the one where he's like no i can't race anymore guys i just can't do it okay that so was really good. That, was, that, was, <laughs> that was really good that was a uh, terrible okay. no that was horrid no that was actually really good no that was despicable i totally thought owen wilson was right here man. i'm that sure was you so didn't good. stop trolling that me dude really good. That, was, that was wretched in any event <laughs> no I, that's not how i see this story going at all if you look at the trailer lightning mcqueen's tire blows out that has nothing to do with like an accident caused by somebody else it could be no it's not especially if he was in the lead uh, I, I think know, Lady McQueen was just trying to still continue to be the top dog. Well, he pushed himself to the limit and he burned out. If you see the video again, he's not in the lead. There's like three cars at least ahead of him. Then he's trying to prove himself still. You see what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. So I'm he pushed himself you. to limits. He just didn't. He can't reach anymore. He like burned out and spiraled out of control. Now, I think Cruz Ramirez fits into this as the person who takes over for him. And these piston cup races. Nope. She's so the you villain. Think, you, think you think Cruz Ramirez is the villain? She is the no. villain. Because you're Dude, not expecting it. See how you both not... don't expect it? That's exactly <laughs> what Disney wants. They're going to twist it. They're going to have Cruz being voiced by Penelope Cruz and be the bad guy. Okay, hold on. Let's ignore the fact that you're giving someone's last name, their first name. <laughs> you're telling me that out of all the characters, the one that's painted all in black yeah. can't possibly be the villain exactly. to you. Dude. You're judging a book by its cover. He's the he's a good guy. He is so not the good guy here. He's a good guy. Okay, then let me ask you this. Look, why your, your, your brother here dresses all in black. You gonna judge him? Yes, all the he's time. A, he's he's decent. He's a decent guy. Is why he? are you bringing me into this? <laughs> then then answer me this. I wear black because it's slimming. <laughs> that, that is true. Whoa, where'd you go? <laughs> Javier, answer me this. If Cruz Ramirez... <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I love you, man. If Shut Cruz... up. <laughs> All right, go ahead. If Cruz Ramirez was the antagonist in this movie, she wouldn't have the Team 95 stamp on her car. It's a ploy to deter you that she's a bad person. She's going to be on the team. Look, okay, I'll agree with you. There's a sticker on her, right? Okay. But then she betrays Lightning McQueen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Boom. How so? I don't know, man. I haven't watched the movie yet. You don't know either. I'm just speculating. This is the twist that's going to happen. And then you owe me beer when I'm right. I think my storyline makes the most sense. Because Lightning it's McQueen, obvious. Lightning McQueen becomes the new mentor. I, I agree with you. To then. Cruz Ramirez. No. It's not Cruz. Because it's obvious. Okay, to Mater. <laughs> Where does he go? He left. First of all, not voiced by Penelope Cruz. Okay. <laughs> Let me just start with that. Hey, man. Again, just because they share the same last name doesn't mean that's who's going to voice her. Cruz Ramirez is actually going to be voiced by Cristela Alonso. That's okay. not fun. Well, I'm sorry to say that. I'm sorry you don't think that's fun. But I still think that Jackson Storm causes the accident. And it's kind of his way. It's almost, remember in Cars, in the first one, uh, Chick Hicks. Thunder, Kajiga, Kajiga. He's like racing in that final race, and uh, he goes and he attacks the king from Dinoco. Mm -hmm. He just kind of causes him to crash. Mm. I think that's the same scenario that's going to cause lightning to crash in Cars 3. Mm. The same type of, like, I just want to win, and that's what causes the tires. Because that's what happened to the king. Mm. Like, now, that's predictable. That, that 
Are you saying they're going to Girl Meets World <laughs> and do the same storyline? That's called a callback. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I don't think so, but it sounds like... I mean, look, car races can go one of several ways. The cars go in circles and nothing happens, or the cars go in circles and somebody's tires blow out and there's an accident. Uh-huh. That's kind of what this movie's about. So in your analogy, winning the race is nothing happening? Ah, uh, that's at the end. Okay. I'm talking about the middle parts. So everyone's safe is what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> but no, like I said, I think the um I think the accident is gonna be caused by Jackson Storm and we'll see. Uh, it was an interesting trailer. I liked the way that they highlighted the cars. That looked totally like a video game to me, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was a lot more than you good, dude. You like was a lot nothing, more than good. Javier. <laughs> you like nothing. You know what I like? Mater. I want. I need more Mater. Can you do a Mater voice? Uh, it's gonna sound just like what's his name? What's his name? Dallas McDonald. <laughs> you mean Dal McKinnon? <laughs> no, nah, I can't do it. Try man. it. <laughs> Try it. What's the line that he says? Uh, get her in. <laughs> He's right. It did sound just like a <laughs> Dal McDonald. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I think I sounded like Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> you sounded just like Owen Wilson. Dude. Yeah, Good job. Dude. Totally. Totally. Good job. Thanks, man. Uh, all right. Well, you know, we briefly talked about it uh, a second ago. Rogue One. You know, you guys were talking smack about it, and you guys don't like it, and blah, blah, blah. You guys are wrong. Just speaking the truth, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I do want to say thank you to a listener and friend of the show, Karina, who left this amazing blog post just highlighting so many things about Rogue One. Uh And I will tell you guys, uh, there are a lot of spoilers because she really does get into the intricacies about what she liked and what she didn't like about the movie. Um, By then, if you haven't watched it. I'm going to start by reading a little bit of what she wrote. And she says... Ah, first things first. Hey, Zang, you are an amazing guy. I have nothing but love and respect for you and your opinion. (laughs) Everything you said is right on point. Thank you for reading this. So now I no longer I'm, I'm, uh, agree I'm sure with what she said. 100% of that is probably <laughs> the opposite. How can I trust? I feel like that was all wrong. Uh, no, that's actually not what she wrote. She did kind of write some of that, but I just threw in the everything I said was right. Uh, one thing about Karina is that she's a very huge Star Wars fan. She's uh, one of the most devout Star Wars fans that so you know, I will is keep out that, there. I will keep that in mind as you read what you're about to read. Well, the <laughs> thing is, I'm not going to read the entire post because it's really, really long. If you guys want to take a look at it, head over to the blog post. It's going to be at podcateers.com slash 132 and check the comment section. I don't want to read, read too much about it because it does have a lot of spoilers. Oh, mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, you may not want to read the post. Uh, but if you've seen the movie, you may want to go on there and leave some comments uh, for Karina and leave some comments for me because there was a lot of t- <laughs> uh, I will admit this. There was a lot of things that I was reading in uh, Karina's rebuttal to what we talked about that I just kept thinking to myself, hashtag, you got learned, son. Oh, boy. I <laughs> need was, to read this. There was a lot of really great points. Uh, but I, I'm sorry, Karina. A lot of what you said doesn't make me change my mind about the fact that I still think Star Wars can work as a standalone movie. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I say that is you because. You mean Rogue One. Oh, I'm so sorry. Rogue One. Ha. Uh, is because of the fact... What did I say? Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> You're right. You know what Star Wars is? It is. Okay, it does. Yeah. Uh, the reason I think that is because it's just got a beginning, middle, and an end. And yes, the fact that it's got connecting characters that lead it into episode four... Okay, yeah, great. That uh, provides some continuity into the story. But the fact that you get characters that are only for this film and it's got a beginning, middle, and an end, that's why I think it works as a standalone. I'm just saying we're not getting to this topic again, but I completely disagree again. Yeah, yeah man. All right. I'll we'll blatantly look. say you're wrong, so go yeah. keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you guys are going to keep thinking that. And you know what? 
I, so, Karina made some great arguments, and even though look, she posed much better arguments than you two clowns. Well, that's fair. Okay? You just said fair. she's a, like and a huge Star Wars fan. The thing is that even in everything that she says, it still doesn't convince me that Star that Rogue One doesn't work as a standalone because I really think it does. The fact that if you removed, oh man, but now I'm gonna get into spoiler territory. Look, guys. This is going to turn into a much bigger conversation. We've already had this argument, and I'm just going to rehash everything that I said before. If you guys want uh, to read Karina's post, I strongly uh, suggest that you guys go read it. It was a wonderful post, and especially if you guys are Star Wars fans, you guys are totally going to appreciate everything she said. Again, podcateers.com slash 135. Check the comment section. Again, it's got some huge spoilers. She even starts off the post with that. So if you haven't seen the movie... Don't go read it yet until you've seen the movie, unless you're like Javier and you're going to forget three minutes after you read it. <laughs> then it's all good. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, I suggest you guys go read it and then leave a comment and let us know if you agree with anything she says or if you think that, you know, you agree with me that it can work as a standalone movie. All right. Well, uh, I, I want to talk about something. <laughs> I've been holding on to this all evening, guys. Can we please talk about the new commercial for the Main Street Electrical Parade. Please. Please. Oh. Please. Please. My. No. I'm what? I'm kidding. I love Get the out. commercial. It Dude, was the greatest commercial it is I've ever seen. so good. Now, if you guys have not seen this commercial, head on over to the website, podcastyears.com slash 134. We will post a video there. We posted the commercial on our Instagram account, and I I just I love the nostalgia in this in this commercial let me i'll start by saying this i don't think nostalgia really sums up this commercial it doesn't it's way more than that it is and i I just i want to say this about the commercial is that i've gone on record as saying that main street electrical parade i've had a very hard time you hate fun getting really excited about it no i don't hate fun i'm not you but I've had a really hard time getting on board with Main Street Electrical Parade. Yes, I get it. I know people love it. It's nostalgic. People grew up watching this. I didn't watch it at Disneyland. I don't have those feelings about the Main Street Electrical Parade. Paint the Night is my Main Street Electrical Parade. I, I stand by that. But after watching this commercial, man, I'm excited about it coming so back. So excited. I'm so excited. I don't even care if it's only for five months. I am so excited that it's coming back. Now, what they're going to do, it's only five months. It is in June. That's way too long. (laughs) Only a week. Not long enough for people. No, it's going to be nightly. Is it? it Yeah, it's going to be nightly. No way. Yeah. So So you're saying there's a chance I'll be able to see it now. Yes, there is a chance. (laughs) So what they're going to do after the Main Street Electrical Parade goes away, uh, maybe they'll bring back Paint the Night. Who knows? I don't know what the what the plans are but they are bringing it back because it is the 45th anniversary of the main street electrical correct and this brand new commercial was put together by disney's yellow shoes creative group it's geniuses they are i love how they executed this so the commercial itself uh is in this like secret warehouse where they're housing like all these things of yesterland and (laughs) Uh, you know, a warehouse like this does not exist. The uh, Disney archive exists, but they're not set up in just some sure? random warehouse mm-hmm. where they're I all just kind of sitting there. I don't know. Uh, I've seen the Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's, oh, man, there's so much to deconstruct in this commercial. Right, thirty seconds worth of a commercial, and it's like it's so amazing. Yep. I love it. From the very beginning, you see the very first Easter egg. Right as the doors are opening, there's a series of numbers that are on the doors. Six four six five eight. Dude, does either one of you know what that is? Of course. Someone's phone number. Of course. No. Someone's Mario. Social security number. Uh, actually, Javier, do me a favor. Uh, open up Google. Okay. To, okay. to the microphone. I'm on Google. Now what, what? What's the What's the number? Okay, Google. What is six four six five eight? Here is a map of Marceline. But what do we care about Marceline? 
It's the town that Walt Disney grew up in. It's the one that he's oh. most fond of, which is kind of what Main Street is semi-based on. So it's not he was born in, He was born in Chicago, <laughs> but his uh, most vivid memories of childhood uh-huh. are from Marceline. Oh, all right. Cool. That's why that's important. Fun fact. Yes, it is a fun fact. All right, so back to the commercial. Uh, they cut to this really wide shot of this entire warehouse you see the original disneyland marquee in the Mm -hmm. background which apparently is on loan from john stamos (laughs) uh you see the mighty microscope from adventures through inner space and all that goes through your head is magnification oh well if you know the ride Mm, yeah now we went through my head the attraction that might go through your head uh you see captain rex from the original Star Tours hanging out there. One of the old Autopia cars, the People Mover. You see the sky, uh, the Skyway buckets. Man, there is so much. You see Harold 1.0, mm-hmm. one of the flying saucers from Tomorrowland just kind of float around there. Any country bears there? I don't remember seeing them. But, but there's, there's just so, so much. much. Yeah. yeah. Like you see Skull Rock. There are original princess dresses apparently mm-hmm. in there somewhere. I didn't see that at all. It's it's almost to the last cutscene. I'm pretty sure I saw a magic mirror. There was a magic mm-hmm. mirror. You kind of saw the smoke in there, and right before they get to the end, you even see the Nautilus. Yeah, that's from right. the original walkthrough that's exhibit right. for Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. That's crazy. Uh, I'm sure that we missed a ton of stuff because there was. So many cool things Absolutely. in that commercial. Absolutely. Uh, it's not even what the commercial was about. I know. The commercial <laughs> was actually about... Bringing it out uh, of retirement? Kind of. Yeah. It was... Uh, basically, the stage is set in such a way where uh, this young lady walks into this warehouse. And, I mean, she's walking with purpose. She seems to be like an archivist of some sort. Mm-hmm. And she's just like... I mean, she's like saying hello two finger salute to everybody mickey and walt style and she sees another archivist there and she just kind of gives a nod and you see her reach up with a single green bulb okay he sure was another archivist maybe he was stuck in the warehouse maybe he was trying to get out he just couldn't find a way out right like walt's childhood friend or something if i (laughs) if i was stuck in that warehouse i would not leave okay (laughs) That is just the bottom line to that, sir. You're excited over a green bulb right now. Well, so she reaches up and she screws that bulb into Elliot. Yes. The float from the Main Street Electrical Parade. And as soon as she plugs it in, or as soon as she screws in that bulb, all of the lights go on on all of the floats because apparently they're all on the same cord. (laughs) And they all, you hear the music in the background and they all start moving out towards the door and you see that the Main Street Electrical Parade is coming home to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. This commercial single-handedly made me excited for MSCP now. I mean, I got, like, there's just so much going through my head with just what was, like, presented in this 30-second commercial. I mean, okay, like, honestly, you, you think of all the stuff that was in this commercial this is the kind of stuff you're going to pay like your respect to. Like you said, it belongs like in an archive. It belongs in a museum or something like that. But just the fact that you were okay that this was in some like random warehouse somewhere. It was almost like a giant playground. I know. And that's what I'm saying that in reality, that place does not exactly. exist. It you does. know, like pieces uh, of these items exist in different places. I the saw Disney it on archive. TV. I saw it on TV. Oh, oh that it must true. exist. Yeah. Right? It must yeah. be true. Plus, I saw it on YouTube, so it's on the internet, <laughs> yeah, so it's exactly. totally true. Yeah, right? yes. uh, yeah, man, there was just so many awesome things. Some of the listeners actually pointed out some of the things uh, that were in the commercial. Uh, listener David said, super cool that they had the old submarine voyage sea serpent in the background, which you see. That was pretty awesome. And listener John said the same thing that I just said. He's like, I just want to frolic through the warehouse. <laughs> I agree. Sarah also left a comment saying that they should bring back the creepy old bride because I. it took me a couple times to watch it. But, yes, the old bride is in there right before we had Constance in the Haunted Mansion. Hmm. I think she's right next to the mirror. I'd have to watch it again, but I remember seeing her at one point. It wasn't just the visuals. It was also, like, the audios. Obviously, you get the clip of Baroque Hoedown playing as they, like, leave the warehouse. 
you get like a clip of boarding Star Tours like right at the beginning. Yeah. So it's From like the you're original already, Star like, Tours, yeah, you're already yeah. like familiar with all these sounds and you're already like in this like happy place. Like you said, this warehouse doesn't exist, but I love the fact that this is just one of the things that Disney's like known for. They expand your imagination. Clearly this isn't a real place, you know what I'm saying? But it makes you wonder where is it located? It's yeah. clearly not in Anaheim because the Main Street Electric Parade is going home. The warehouse is numbered with the zip code of Marceline, Missouri. Could it be there? Is it in Florida? Where is it at? This thing's just awesome. Like, I love this commercial from beginning to end. So it's what downstairs. You're is we gotta go to Marceline. Maybe. <laughs> yes. Field Dude, trip. If this warehouse actually existed, I'm telling you, I would not mind getting lost in there. Same here. I would never want to leave because it is just awesome. Agreed. And it's like, it's just a warehouse, okay? It is a dusty, dingy warehouse, but it has all this cool stuff that you just kind of want to run around and play with. Uh, <laughs> Disney doesn't keep things dusty, so take that back. It's true. They keep it clean. It's true. All right, well, I know that I ranted off a bunch of the things because <laughs> I was just so excited about it. If we missed anything, let us know in the blog post. Head on over to podcasters.com slash 134 or comment on the Facebook or Instagram post. Tell us what you guys saw. Uh, I'm going to keep watching this commercial and over. I'm going to try and over. to see what else I can spot because there's just so many things of Yesterland in there. It just kind of fills your heart with love and joy. No question about it. Now, I <laughs> took me back to thing, the 50s. I don't know the 50s, but the 70s. Math whiz. <laughs> uh, so it, that's actually relevant to uh, the special event that they're going to have that I'll talk about in just a moment. But I do... I want to say that I think the warm and fuzzy feeling that I got from watching her screw that one bulb into Elliot and that everything turned on is that it reminded me of when I was a kid and the Christmas lights didn't work unless you plugged every single one and every Ah, one of them worked. mm, Yeah. (laughs) So if one was broken or one wasn't screwed in, nothing worked. And it made me feel like that old school, like you screw the last one in that worked or that isn't burnt out and boom, everything turns on. I was like, kind of like a kid again. And I think that's why I got so excited about seeing this. I don't think I'm going to make it out to the special event that they're going to be having. We will post the information on the website. So if you guys want to check that out, head over to podcasters.com and check out the blog section. But the uh, special event is going to be happening on January 19th. The tickets are going to be running for $95 a piece. That's pretty good. Uh, that's going to be for uh, three and up just like all of the events mm-hmm. that we have. Mm-hmm. The funny thing about these tickets is that you cannot buy them online. You actually have to call or go to one of the ticket booths outside oh. of the park to purchase tickets for this special event. Hmm. Uh, they're going to have a few special things. They're going to have like a 70s dance party in Tomorrowland. And Disney suggests that you dress in your best 70s bell bottoms really? attire wow. so that you can dress the part because they're going to go all out for the wow. 70s thing. They are also going to have special photo ops. And from what I've heard so far, it looks like the photo ops will be with the floats themselves. Really? So you're going to watch the parade. There's going to be a special area that you can go. I I assume that the lights are going to be on so that you can take a picture with the lights (laughs) on. Uh, Don't unscrew one of the bulbs if you go because it will shut down the entire parade, apparently. Don't even touch it. If we learned anything (laughs) from this commercial. Uh, But that's kind of cool. These events that they do are – they're kind of cool. But, you know, when you have an entire family to go, sometimes they're just not worth it. For this one, it starts at around 7.30. You get free parking at Mickey and Friends. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> so, they, you know, they save you that oh, 17 yeah. or 18, 18 bucks, whatever bucks, it is yeah. now. I don't know what the limited amount that they're going to be selling for this is. It does say that it is mm-hmm. a limited number of tickets. They didn't specifically say how many. But it it makes sense because if you want it to be a very special experience – I would say it's going to maybe be less than what they sell for Mickey's Halloween party because those are pretty limited. Hmm. 
it's hard to say what that number is going to be because obviously they want to make the most money off of this, but they also don't want to overcrowd the park because they want to be able to hash through people with the special photo ops and all that stuff. You're going to get a commemorative like lanyard or something like that that says you were a part of the event. You know, a long time ago, I think they actually even sold when it first went away. I think people own original light bulbs from the original version of what it. really yeah i think they ended up selling some of those bulbs at oh, one point. weird so if you own one of them take it and then you can screw it in and turn on the entire don't parade. do that that's a terrible idea so yeah if you guys are considering heading out to this event uh let us know how it goes you know leave us a comment and if you like you can even record an audio clip on your phone and email it over to comments at podcasters.com we'd be happy to play it in an upcoming episode uh it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun uh i don't think i would go to that event no uh but you know if anybody does go we'd love to hear how it went this is the voicemail hey zane i'm here bye see you later (laughs) it was cool hey listen how the lights turn on (laughs) <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> Flip the switch. <laughs> I will say this, though. At this point, I'm sure absolutely nobody agrees with me, okay? But. All right, cool. We'll leave it at yeah, right thanks. the <laughs> end. So this episode is brought to us. By... No, no, no. So, so here's the thing, okay? The commercial itself, you already agree, okay? It did a fantastic job of just giving you that feeling of, like, being young again. It, it took us to, like, eras we don't even recognize we don't relate to but it still like took you back to that place right that is why it is going to break my heart if this parade does not say main street electrical parade on it so glad you brought that up because somebody pointed that out on instagram uh listener john said yes and it's the main street electrical parade not disney's electrical parade (laughs) there you go at the end of the commercial it actually says it's coming home the Main Street Electrical Parade. But it doesn't say on the actual float, though. It doesn't, and maybe they're leaving that as part of the surprise, but you would assume that because it's the 45th anniversary of the Main Street Electrical Parade and not Disney's Electrical Parade, it looks like it's going to happen as MSEP. Because it's clear, like I'm saying, this commercial, just these 30 seconds alone, it's clearly just the little things that made everything that much better. You know what I'm saying? You take that much away from that parade, I'm over it. (laughs) All right, guys. Tell us what you guys think about the commercial. How did it make you guys feel the first time that you guys saw it? Tell us if we missed anything. Watch it over and over because I know I will. Mm -hmm. Love it so hard. I will call her Penelope. Penelope Cruz Ramirez. Penelope Cruz. (laughs) Oh, they have babies together. (laughs) They do. (laughs) They have micro machines after. (laughs) (laughs) all right guys uh so before we wrap up this episode i do want to welcome a brand new fairy godparent to the podcast get out of here javier are you ready for this i am ready all right before we wrap up i just want to remind you guys that podcasters is brought to you partially by listeners like you so this week we would like to thank and welcome new fairy godparent emily hey emily Thank you very much for being one of our fairy godparents. And also, congratulations to her and her husband. Oh? I I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but they're going to have a little one. So congratulations to her and her husband. Uh, If you guys want to say congratulations, they are at Disney Love and Pins on Instagram. Tell them congratulations and hello from all of us. Congratulations. Yeah. Mario is a handsome name. (laughs) I don't. I don't think so. You sure? But it works for both boys and girls. Mario? Yeah. I'm going to go with no. Name your child after me. I'm going to go with no. You guys are no fun. How about Maria? What if it's a boy? Mario doesn't work. (laughs) All right. Well, this is about to get (laughs) ugly. So... If you guys want to be a fairy godparent to the podcast, you can do so by contributing as little as $1 a month via Patreon. A couple ways to get there. You can head over to podcasters.com and click on the Patreon logo or go to patreon.com slash podcasters. You can sign up there. Believe it or not, even a dollar a month helps us out a ton. So to all of our fairy godparents, we really, truly appreciate the added support that you guys provide. 
Another great way to support the podcast is by using our Amazon link. Amazon. Next time you head over to Amazon to make Amazon. a purchase, make sure you start at podcasters.com slash Amazon first Amazon. and click on the big Amazon button. Amazon. Oh, I was expecting you to say the big Amazon. Oh, big Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before you make your purchase, make sure that you hit that big Amazon button big Amazon. because it takes you to their site using our link what and site? it won't cost you anything extra, but we do get a small commission as a thank you from Amazon because Amazon. you went through our link so to everyone that's already using that link thank you guys so very much we really truly appreciate that uh if you guys want to find us online make sure that you search for podcasters we are on facebook instagram twitter snapchat and on youtube we would appreciate it if you guys head on over and follow subscribe all that good stuff on all of those sites if you're on the youtube channel you know, if you want to hit a couple of those thumbs up on some of those videos, maybe share them with your friends. That would be awesome. And, uh, yeah, that's that, I think that's going to wrap it up, it up for this episode. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else? I'm good. Javier? If you see a YouTube video with Mario's face on it, thumbs down. How dare you? <laughs> okay, so on that note... <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Here's to Beer Shoes and Mickey Ears. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, all. Howdy ho. Kermit the Frog here. That's your Mater impression? (laughs) (laughs) No.